It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye, baseball, a walk-off winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line, drive, this game is over! Goodbye, baseball, Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back to Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here as the Mariners... Oh. They look to forget about the last few days. Losing to the Chicago Cubs on Wednesday before the off day yesterday. And now they get set for a long road trip. This will not be an easy road trip. It starts in Cleveland for three, New York for four, Boston for three. We'll talk about all of that coming up. But we'll start with Cleveland in a few minutes. This should be a fun podcast. Felix Hernandez, Shannon Dreher. Great conversation with Felix that comes up in a few minutes. I think you'll enjoy. Yesterday, a big day in Mariners history. Mike Cameron and his four home runs. Rick Riz remembers just a ridiculous day, especially throwing in Boone in there, too, as Cameron and Boone went back-to-back in the first inning. Just a wild, wild day. And something I think you'll enjoy, I really did. I have always been fascinated with broadcasting recreations, which is how... A lot of it used to be done with road games. It used to be recreated in a studio or somewhere, made up essentially. Bob Robertson, the legend in the Pacific Northwest, Washington State Cougars and the Tacoma franchise for a long, long time, was the last known broadcaster to recreate road games, and he did it into the 90s. So fairly recently, did it for years and years and years. So we're going to talk to the great Bob Robertson about recreating baseball, and we have some of those recreations that we'll play a couple snippets for you. So that's going to come up as well. First things first, though, Mariners taking on Cleveland after falling to Chicago in two games. So swept aside by Cle- uh, swept aside by Chicago. Mariners have lost four in a row. Now it's on to Cleveland. You say Kikuchi will take the ball tonight, 4-10 first pitch from Cleveland. Shane Bieber will go for the Indians. Kikuchi threw one inning in his last start, so this will be a normal start for Kikuchi. Then coming up on Saturday, day baseball, 1-10. Leak gets the ball against Carlos Carrasco. And then on Sunday, 10-10 first pitch, Eric Swanson looks to bounce back from a tough start. Trevor Bauer will go for Cleveland in that so it's been kind of a, a rough couple days for Cleveland. Corey Kluber was hit by a line drive in the forearm, a fracture in his forearm. He's going to be out for a while. No timetable as of yet. He joins Mike Clevenger on the IL, and Clevenger's expecting to miss a couple of months. So this has not been a good couple of days for Cleveland. They have still have not been able to hit like you would expect. Right, right now in second place behind 
the streaking Minnesota Twins. So Minnesota has been playing some great baseball ahead of Cleveland. Cleveland trying to put things together and try and track down Minnesota. Meanwhile, the Mariners looking to bounce back after a tough tough couple games against Chicago and a tough homestand. So all that happening starting tonight, Kikuchi against Bieber. Now, one of the bright spots as of late for the Mariners, certainly Felix Hernandez, who's looked very, very solid, and Shannon Dreyer, a chance to catch up with Felix. Shannon Dreyer in the clubhouse catching up with Felix Hernandez. And, Felix, it has been, other than one start where you weren't feeling too well, fantastic watching you. I was sick. You were sick. I was sick in Kansas City. You were not a happy puppy in that trip, not at all. Well, it was my birthday, and I couldn't believe I was so sick. I mean, it was a worst birthday I I think you said that worst birthday ever after. I think yeah. we've all had one of those. Yours a little bit different, but hey, that's behind you. Yeah. And uh, what we're seeing this year are just good results. And you keep insisting that you don't change, nothing has changed, but the results have changed a little bit. And, and you know why? Well, definitely the results have changed. I mean, last year was a that was a poor year of my career, and I, I was just a little frustrated. I mean. I was lost in my confidence a little bit, but this year I've just came out doing my thing, just fixed my mechanics, trying to go straight to the play, not living in the middle of the play like I did last year. That's why I was getting so hurt. Uh, and I'm trying to come at my fast one mixed with all my breaking balls. So that's the key right now. Why were you in the middle of the play last year? I don't know. It was a mechanic problem. I'm just, I mean, like I said, I was not right in my mind. And how'd you find the right mechanic? Working. I mean, I mean, working every day, trying to do was going to help for me to be successful, and that was the key. I work in the off-season a lot, too, so. What did you work on in the off-season? Everything, my mind first. Okay. Yeah, my mind. I was talking to some doctors, and you now we talk about it. We still talk about it every day, and then that was the, that was the right move. Just be confident in the game, just go out there and compete against anybody, and, and you know you're going to be good because you got good stuff, and that's what happened right now. Obviously, that's different for you. You haven't had that kind of major struggle before. No, it was, like, it was my first time. It wasn't my first time. That's why I was so frustrated because I couldn't get out of that. But I definitely talked with some right people, some good people, had a good conversation with my family. So they believe in me. I believe in myself again. Mm-hmm. And that was the key. Are there things you said you were talking to, to some people? Are there, like, keys that you have or just kind of things that you go through every day was, just to make sure you're yeah, there? It was things that I go through every day, things that I have to do to, you know, just like he told me, like my guy told me, you just play happy to play good, and that's what I'm doing now. I'm having fun. That's good to see that. We see that, too. I mean, we've seen that throughout your yeah, your Yeah, career. my whole career, except for last year. I don't know why, but except for last year, I don't know why I lost my confidence. I don't trust myself, but now I do. And I think I believe that's the right thing to do. I think one of the things we saw you kind of fight last year and try to battle to get through was just having better command of that sinker and it seems like you can really put that where you want to. Right? Yeah, right now definitely I mean that's the key, I mean with that sinker back door, front door and I had a good curveball, good change, I had my change back, now I'm throwing some sliders that pretty good so I mean I'm happy I keep looking in and seeing a couple more sliders every week, and I'm like, he must be feeling good if he's throwing that. <laughs> yeah, definitely feeling good. I mean, now trust me because uh, last year I didn't throw, and when I throw, I was in the middle of the play and uh, I was getting hurt. 
with that pitch a lot, but now I'm uh, trusting that pitch again. You never seem to want to talk about that curveball, and it's very good. What finally convinced you that I, that is a pitch for you? I, I had a good curveball for a long time. Well, for my whole career, I couldn't. Because, you know, if you go through my whole career, at some point that I, when I started my first year, I was fastball, curveball, but I was thrown hard, and I used a lot of my fastball. And then since 2009 to 2014, it was fastball change-up. Right. And, you know, to distribute all those pitches, it was going to be hard because I was always going to use my change-up because I was the, that was my key pitch. Right. But now I have to use everything because I don't have that plus fastball. I got good curveball. I got to throw everything. So... It gives them a different look, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, trying to come in both sides of the play, curve up and down, sliders down away. So that's what I'm doing right now. And a fun conversation with the great Bob Robertson. And it's time now for another edition of Voices of the Game. And today we get to visit with an absolute broadcasting legend in the Pacific Northwest. I would remind you to always be a good sport. Be a good sport, always. That's right, the great Bob Robertson. Of course, the longtime voice of the Washington State Cougars and many, many years broadcasting baseball games for the Tacoma franchise and the Pacific Coast League. In fact, Bob Robertson received a great deal of national attention for being the last known broadcaster to recreate ball games. And uh, certainly when I came here, uh, it was still recreation was still how you did the road games. It was it was too expensive for a local station to have a um, have a broadcaster out on the road having to hire somebody to back him up to pay him and you've got his expenses on the road and so so it was recreate and I recreated then here through a number of different uh, a different group different names different teams a skill that was commonplace in the early days of baseball broadcasting but Bob Robertson continued recreating road games into the 1990s. It was kind of fun doing the uh, recreations. Uh, uh, the, the, real, the real score in it was trying to fool people who were listening. I, I know that sounds horrible. I had a radio audience out there, and every night I'm sitting at a microphone trying to fool them. <laughs> I, would, I would run into uh, this actually happened a couple of times at a supermarket, uh, I'd run into somebody in the in the supermarket who would uh, had heard the game the night before. I said, "Well, yeah, uh, did you come in this morning? Because you come from Edmonton this morning." So, can you tell the difference? Scott Brocious will lead off for the Tigers against right-hander Jeff Bittiger here in the second inning of the contest. Nelson Simmons and Dan Howitt will follow for Tacoma. No score in the ball game. Tigers and Colorado Springs. Here is Brocious, right-hand batter of Portland, Oregon, native to the plate. Tigers third baseman, and has done just a super job defensively at third base. I don't think anybody plays third base any better anywhere than Scotty Brocious has been doing it for the last couple of months. Right-hand batter, open stance, feet fairly wide apart. Here comes the pitch to him, and a fastball is inside. He leans away and takes that ball one. Jeff Bittiger with a 5-7 and seven record of 4.00 earned run average on the mound right-hander into that short wind of the chest and here comes the pitch and a breaking ball strike called on the outside corner at the knees he got that one over so the count one and one on Brocious with switch hitter Nelson Simmons waiting on deck for Tacoma and then Dan Howard who has broken out of his slump 
Bittiger ready again. 15 games all starts for Jeff Bittiger so far this year. And, of course, this is the first time against the Tigers since the teams did not meet during the first half of the Pacific Coast League baseball season. Here comes the delivery. And a ground ball back up the middle. Shortstop after the ball. Can't get it. It's by him into center field for a base hit. Scott Brocious grounds that ball right back up the middle, almost over the bag. And Keith Smith, the shortstop, gave it a good try but couldn't get to it. Brocious on at first base with a single. Tigers have their first hit of the ball game. And a leadoff runner aboard here in the second inning for Nelson Simmons coming to the plate. That's from an actual broadcast of the Tacoma Tigers taking on Colorado Springs recreated by Bob Robertson. I, w- I went to spring training with the team and recorded uh, a lot of, just stood by the batting cage and record, made recordings of ball hitting bat and such as that. So I had a pretty good uh, collection. I had uh, jet airplanes flying over ballparks and all kinds of things like that, which of course now <laughs> no longer have any use because I don't recreate anymore. But uh, we had them and we did them. The pitch and a fly ball back to right field. There goes Kirby back. Let her go. It's going, going. It is gone for a home run. Ron Whitmire, a high fly ball home run back over the right field wall. And the Tigers add a run to their lead. It is a six to nothing ball game as Whitmire hits home run number 10. And it's run batted in number 53 for the first baseman as Whitmire pulls one back over the right field wall. And the Tigers, with two out here in the seventh inning, have made it a six-to-nothing ball game. The reporter there would give the the information at the end of the inning, or as it was going, however he did it, and um, he would give our person there the information, and he would he would tell the, the the guy with the with the ticker, and he would message it to the to Tacoma. And the receiving guy would uh, he would paste it up, and you've seen the old telegram with the with the strip, and it's all pasted. And it, well, that's how we would get it, and uh, we would have told them that we want to get uh, we want to get the lineups to start, and then we want to following through on that. We want to know when uh, each batter comes up and what he does and who the pitcher is. We didn't go so far as to ask him to tell us what. Pitches were curveballs, or okay. you know, we didn't go that far. Uh, that was left to my vivid imagination, yeah. and um, so we would. Um, so then, the person at my end, the receiving end, would would bring this pasted up uh, or typed up as it became later, to to me in the booth uh, at the radio station or wherever. One one count. A pitch and a line drive over the third baseman's head down the line. That's in there for a base hit. Extra bases. It'll roll back into the corner. Brocious around first on his way to second. All red up with a ball. The throw comes in toward third base to the shortstop, Keith Smith. And Brocious with a stand-up double. His third hit, his second double, is on at second base. And the Tiger bats are ringing now in this ball game. Uh, my wife uh, managed to have a, uh, a ball game canceled one once at... Uh, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a series in Hawaii. We used to play eight game series out there, wow. and uh, we go out and play. And they took uh, they they took one of the weekend series over to uh, the Big Island, hmm. it's from Honolulu, and uh, we were doing the recreation, and um, the. Uh, 
Well, we, first of all, we had a couple of rain delays. You can imagine <laughs> on a big island yeah. in Hawaii right. in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your raincoat. Yeah. So we had a couple of rain delays, and it was a long game. Stan Nakarado used to, uh, he'd be home. Mm. and But he knew that we were running uh, 15 to 30 minutes behind the actual game. You had to because you right. had to let the material stack up on you. So um, what he would do, he would uh, he would call Joanne and ask her, uh, "How's the game going?" And she, being he was the general manager, she didn't have any problem with that. So she'd tell him what the score was and what the inning was and who was up. And they okay, and pretty soon he'd call back again. He'd do that. So this this one time uh, from the Big Island, we got the first game in, and uh, we've got the break between games now. And Stan calls and. And uh, I'm still finishing mm -hmm. up the first game. And uh, Stan, Stan calls to see how it's going. And Joanne decided that this, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, and she told him, she said, Stan, she said, nobody's listening to the game. There's nobody out there. It's, it's, it is, we're looking at getting the game started at almost four o'clock in the morning and there's nobody here going to listen to it yeah and and while that game is going on and nobody's listening my husband is sitting in there in that studio trying to make it sound like a real baseball game <laughs> and she's i don't think you ought to do it it's a waste of time and he thought about it you're right <laughs> we packed up and went home there it is the great bob robertson we go to the top half of a second inning at Sky Sox Stadium in Colorado Springs. Bob Robertson on your Tacoma Tigers baseball network. KLAY Lakewood Tacoma. KJUN Puyallup Tacoma. Don't forget, Wednesday at 5. And now it's time to remember one of the best days in Mariners history. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Riz Remembers. Let's go back. In the Mariners' time machine, back to May 2nd of 2002, to one of the greatest individual games ever performed by a Mariner player. Let's go back to Chicago, to U.S. Cellular Field. Mike Cameron had a night to remember. Cameron with four home runs against the Chicago White Sox to tie a Major League record. And what's interesting about that night is that Mike Cameron and Brent Boone went back-to-back -back with home runs not once, but twice in the first inning of that ball. Here's the windup and the 1-2 to Cameron. Swung on, high fly ball. Deep straightaway center field. Lofton to the track, to the wall. Leaps up, and it is gone. Goodbye baseball. Back to Beckers by Brett Boone. And now Mike Cameron, this one, straightaway center field here at Comiskey Park in Chicago. Here's Brett Boone again. And two more. Well hit. Deep to right field. Goodbye baseball. Brett Boone with his second two-run homer here in the top half of the first inning. Now this would be some kind of baseball history if Cameron went deep again back-to-back. -back. It would be back-to-back -back home runs for two guys in the lineup twice in the same inning. If Cammy could do it, he had a home run to straightaway center field here in the first inning. Pitch on the way. Swing and a drive. Deep to center field. Holy smokes. He did it! He did it! Mike Cameron, a home run to center field for the second time! Boone and Cammy go back to back 
back-to-back times. People forget about the fact that, right, Boone and Cameron went back-to-back in the very first inning of the ball game. Jim Parquet came on uh, trying to get the final two outs of that first inning, which he eventually did, and he stayed in for about three and a third innings. And then Cammy hit home run number three in the third, home run number four. Four in the fifth inning. Oh, and won the count on Mike Cameron. Here's the pitch. Swung on a high fly ball. Deep to left field. Going and going. Goodbye baseball. Mike Cameron's third home run of the ball game. He ties the Mariner Club record for three home runs in one game. He had two in the first and now clubs a home run down the left field line here in the top of the third. Here's the windup and the 2-1 pitch. Swing and a high fly ball straight away center field. Lofton to the track to the wall. Goodbye baseball, he did it. Four home runs for Mike Cameron. Ties the Major League record. It has been done 13 times in Major League history. Cammy, you remember what you said to I me said, in the clubhouse? I told you that we hadn't had any flyaways in a long <laughs> way. We got a few of them today. In his last at bat, he flew out to deep right field. Kiefer making the catch, and I'll tell you what, everybody was going crazy. He got a standing ovation, but Mike Cameron had a night to remember on May the 2nd of 2002 with four home runs against the Chicago White Sox. What a night for Cameron. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.